Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Slim from the Barn Burner. We got another episode of the Backdoor Cut coming up for you. Um, in this episode, I'm joined by the Chief and Professor, and we discuss the over-under win totals for the Western Conference teams that were released earlier in the week by Las Vegas. Uh, of course, many of you know the Memphis Grizzlies were given the odds of 34 and a half wins on the season by Vegas, and surprisingly, one of us three does not think the Grizzlies will hit that mark. Be sure to listen to find out who. But first, we got a note from our sponsor, Blue Note Bourbon. Um, as you probably know by now, Blue Note Bourbon is artfully crafted in Memphis to honor the deep history of the blues. And let me tell you, man, this bourbon's got swag. It's bold and it's smooth. Uh, it's a premium small batch bourbon, so it's not going to be out much longer. So be sure to head out to your favorite liquor store and cop that before it's too late. Point made. And we don't need another introduction. I'm Slim. I'm joined by Professor and Chief. We're discussing NBA over-under win totals for the Western Conference. And without further ado, let's get into it. Chief, why don't you start with the team who is projected to have the lowest number of wins in the Western Conference, the Sacramento Kings, who come in at a lowly 25 and a half wins. Sure. So the Kings last year won 27 games. This year, they're projected even lower, which I found interesting. I mean, they added Marvin Bagley with the number two overall pick. And, you know, really the roster is just kind of in flux. I, I, no one – it's the joke around the league, man. No one knows what the hell the, the Kings are doing. No one ever knows what they're doing. They don't ever seem to have a vision. But looking at their roster, uh, they really just – they have a ton of big guys, as per usual. You wonder what they're doing with Skull, Bissier. You wonder what they're doing with Willie Cauley-Stein. I don't know what the hell they're doing, man. And, and they need some better guard play, too. They got De'Aaron Fox, but – uh, and Buddy Heald's shockingly good on the catch and shoot. I, I say, I say under. I think they're going to tank too. So you need less than twenty five wins to to successfully tank. Under for me. I don't know, man. Maybe Ben McLemore is is what they needed. You know, <laughs> maybe that's what they needed out in Sacramento. Man, the Kings so trash. Yeah, I'm taking the under too. What you say, Professor? Yeah, I think there's no way that they're going to be. I don't think Bagley's going to make them that much better. And the fact that they're in the, not even in the second draft, they're in the third draft with Macklemore. So, but we appreciate that here in Memphis for sure, for them taking that off our hands. Hell yeah. Uh, all right, so we got three unders on the Kings. Professor, next up on the list, we got the Phoenix Suns coming in at 29 and a half wins after just winning just 21 games last season. Yeah, I think they're going to go under that again this year. And I, I realize they had, you know, number one overall pick, took Aiton, added McCall Bridges, Trevor Ariza. 
but I also think that the West is just is stronger this year because the Spurs are going to be better because they have an actual superstar talent that will actually play games for them. You got LeBron is in the West now, so I think that even with Phoenix adding a couple folks, it's going to be another year or two before they really start to hit their stride because they still really have a very young roster. So I'm going to take the the under on them. Chief, what say you? Man, this is you're going against the Barnburner boy, dude. Devin Booker, max contract Booker. This man's gonna be out there fucking hooping, and oh, he will. Be, oh no I don't think I don't <laughs> think that I don't think this is the year they try to lose. Now they might come in in the under just because they're that bad, but this is a year where they actually try to put their first round picks, their lottery picks together, and try to win some games, lest they lose their fan base forever. I mean, they just got the first overall pick. They you know they got like guys like Devin Booker. They got Eric Bledsoe at the point. Um, they got Josh Jackson and they, they just have just a lot of pieces. I think they need to finally put together and try to win some games or it's just going to be too nasty. So I say over. Man, the Kings have been trash for too long in my book. They're going to have to prove it to me. I'm taking the under once again. I, 29 wins. No, nah, man, I, that's, that's going to be tough, man. That team won 21 games last year. Um, they, you know, I'm not sure they actually got better this off season, but We'll see, but I'm taking the under. Uh, next up, we got the Dallas Mavericks, who won only 24 games last year, but this year they make the jump in the Vegas projections to 34 and a half games. The Luka effect. Um, of course, of course <laughs> they added uh, Chief and Professor's uh, main man, Luka Doncic. Um, they re-signed Dirk. Um, DeAndre Jordan is finally a Maverick. Dennis Smith Jr. is entering his second year. Uh, I think they also drafted the young Greek freak. Uh, so he'll, he'll probably. Yeah, yeah. Costas. Um, shout out Costa Costas. Uh, Harrison Barnes still on the team. Devin Harris, Wes Matthews. So this team isn't as trash as I thought before I looked at their roster. Um, so I, the Mavs may surprise some people. It, honestly, if I was betting, I would not bet on this hand. But 34 and a half, man, I think this Mavs team can do it. I think they can hit the over. I think that I, I think they're over, too. I, I, I mean, you can't just honestly, you know, I'm, I'm surprised they didn't have 50 games with Luka on the roster. You know, I'm, no, I'm just kidding. But that 34 <laughs> is reasonable. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm very curious to see what this team looks like. Uh, Harrison Barnes has been pretty playing sneaky well, and when you you know you finally add the the Luca piece uh, who's just a playmaker, and then you finally get uh, as as Slim mentioned their big man finally locked him down after all the the drama in the past. So uh, I pick over two. I think they're uh, they're going to get the over, but I guess at some point I'll have to pick someone's going to suck. So I don't know what I'm going to do yet. <laughs> so with Dallas, what's that? Ten more games. I don't think that. Adding Luca and DeAndre Jordan is going to give them ten more games, uh, especially with the youth surrounding the rest of the team. Not, they're also a team like Phoenix. I think in two three years they're going to be you know relevant again. But I'm going to have to go under for these guys. All right, so now we are at our beloved Memphis Grizzlies, who won just 22 games last mm. year. Damn that that. That nice. really hurt. That really hurts me to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like three games. Too and with many. the fourth pick, so ugh. it worked. It out, did. Though. It, it did. Hey, 
So let's let's get get into if we think it worked out. The Grizz are also projected at thirty four and a half wins, just like the Dallas Mavericks. Chief, we gonna do it. Put some respect on the Grizz's name. This is outrageous. This pick, this is easy money. Everyone listening to this podcast. If the Grizz stay healthy, which obviously everyone anticipates that their team will stay healthy, you can't bet otherwise because you can't project that. Grizz stay healthy, healthy Mike, healthy Mark back in the rotation. One of the best one-two punches in the pick and roll. They really don't rely on athleticism, so I'm not super worried about their age. And you had Kyle Anderson. You had Jerry Jackson Jr., a bunch of high IQ players. I think we're going to lock down defense. I think we're going to make a huge focus on that and play really, really good high IQ team defense. So I think we're going to win more than 34 games playing defense alone. We may not score a lot of points, but we're going to win playing that grit and grind defense. And I think we finally had the roster to do it after a while. Now the question is the bench. I don't know what the hell they're going to do, but I don't care. More than 34. You've, you left out a crucial piece there. Shelvin Mack, that guy's worth at least 13 <laughs> wins all his own. Oh, <laughs> my <laughs> God. <laughs> the Mack attack, man. What's his old name? Like Cornelius? Bernard or something? He has a cool-ass middle name. I remember that. No name. Yeah, some fancy yeah, name. Not as good as Andrew Harris. <laughs> <laughs> that might be it. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, hyphenated. Official pick. Uh, Got to go over. Right, because there's no way that if all of our players play, you know, the majority of the season, that we don't win more than 34 and a half freaking games. Got to. I can't bet the under. I, mean, I just can't bet the like. You, no, you just, I no, just don't want to have to I, root I, for that because I know that we won't tank, you know, unless it just accidentally happens. So you have to root for that over because you're rooting for the playoffs at that point. So to bet under would just be a psychopath move on our part. Well. Yeah. Let me start by saying I'm not a psychopath. <laughs> don't, do it. don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm not rooting for it. Mm. But I, I can see the Grizzlies not hitting this total. I mean, I, I can definitely see them coming in at the under. If healthy? Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. Okay. Yeah, if healthy. I mean, I think that Dallas roster we just rattled off is far better than the Grizzlies roster. Um, They just have more talent from, you know, like three through eight than the Grizzlies have. Uh, Known talent, at least. Now, I hope, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, And I would never actually go lay money down on this. But for the sake of this podcast, I'm going to have to go with the Grizz not reaching that 34-and-a-half win mark. I I think it's going to be another long season for us. Um, It hurts me to say that. Man, you don't think we can beat up on the East and get those wins in that way? I mean, mean, I realize there's a lot of good teams in the West, but but the East, you know, you can still beat up on them and get, get over 35. I mean, you play every team in the West at least three times. You play your division foes four times. That's not a lot of games that you're playing the East. You know, you only play them twice each. That's 30 games. Uh, So So just go undefeated against the East. (laughs) Yeah, no, I got you. I got you. Okay. No, I. I, Yeah, so let's move on. Yeah. yeah, Let's move on to the Clippers. Uh, The Clippers, as much as it pains me to say once again, are slotted right. Ahead of us at 35 and a half wins, down from their total win total of 42 last season. Professor, how are you feeling about the second team out in L.A.? I think they're going to hit under their, their target. They did add this offseason 
you know, drafted SGA out of Kentucky. They got um, Marcin Gortat, but I, I don't think that this team. You drafted overall, the Student Government Association out of Kentucky? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how to respond to, to that, honestly. SGA, <laughs> did you? Is that is that a <laughs> professor <laughs> original? <laughs> That's his first mixtape, baby. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Sorry. No, anyway, sorry I don't. Okay. I don't think that roster is better than the two preceding rosters that we've mentioned in Dallas and Memphis. Ooh, Chief, let's say man, you. I, I I got to pick an under at some point, but I like Tobias Harris a lot, and uh, and that's a tough one, man. This one's really the toughest one for me because it's all going to completely depend on the the play of uh, of Bro's boy SGA, and of course the way he argues and the way he <laughs> argues at uh, at Moot Court, and you know when he discusses kind of the, the various continents and what they should do. And uh, if there's a World War Three, but I, I don't, I, I really don't. This is a crapshoot for me. So this is definitely the one I need to go down and put money on under. Yeah, I mean, I was I was leaning under. You look at the Clippers roster; they got Tobias Harris, like Chief mentioned. They bring back Six Man of the Year Lou Williams. Um, they got Gortat at center. They got Gallinari, who you never know if he's healthy. They got uh, Tadosic Milos, uh, the point guard that they drafted last year who was injured. Uh, They got Avery Bradley, Mbaya Mute, Montrez Harrell, Pat Bev, um, Wesley Johnson. I think this roster is is not bad at all, and I'm taking them to hit the over. I I think they can win at least 36 games. Yeah, anything else on the clips? Are you guys ready to move on to the Blazers? Let's get to Rip City. Rip City won 49 games last year, and this year Vegas has them at 41 and a half wins. Um, you know, they still got Dame, CJ, Nurkic, uh, Myers Leonard. They drafted Anf- Anthony Simons. They got Aminu, Evan Turner, uh, what's his name? Caleb Swanigan, calls himself Biggie or whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, that dude was so annoying in summer league. Like, like chill out, bro. Uh, but I mean, I, I've hated the Blazers for a very long time. I thought last year they overachieved. Uh, I don't think the pairing of Dame and CJ is, is a good fit really. Um, and I, I definitely think they'll underachieve 41 and a half is low, but I'm taking the under on the Blazers just, just out of pure disrespect for them. What do you say? <laughs> what do you say, professor? Yeah, I would also take, um, the under on that i think the 49 last year was kind of i think they overachieved in the regular season i don't i don't think they're a 49 win team personally but um so i, so I think this year will be a kind of a crashing down to earth as the western conference kind of gets a little more stacked a little more competition for them i don't think they're going to coast those 49 wins just uh, like they did last year plus doesn't really matter. It's not like they're going to win games in the playoffs or anything. Right. That's true. They sure don't do that. <laughs> You're missing out on Patty Connaughton out of the University of Notre Dame. That's uh, Don't forget Patty, dude. Don't forget Patty Connaughton. Also a great baseball player, too. Love that guy. And, uh, and one of the bench mob, one of the best bench mob in the league. Blazers. Ah, man, that's a big swing, too. I wonder what Vegas knows we don't. Is that the biggest swing? I think it is. Eight, seven and a half games. I mean, I mean except than, for LeBron, except for Lakers, right? Yeah, but that, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I mean, I, for the roster to stay the same and I mean, then to have that big of a swing, lose. they lost Ed Davis. 
Yeah, I, and I don't know who they added besides that draft pick, Anthony Simons. So yeah, it, it's I mean, a weird. I think they're. Uh, here's what I think they're thinking: Seth Curry, um, Stoskis. Yeah, I mean some trash. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think. I'm going to go under two. I, I, I think they could, if healthy, they could totally go over. But I have this feeling that someone's like either CJ or Dame's going to get hurt because they just never do. And at some point, you know, you, you put that many minutes on your body playing in NBA guard positions, playing the high intensity minutes they play, the two of them, and having to make up almost the entire scoring burden at some point takes its toll. So I, I just, I just can't see them stay healthy the whole season. Yeah, man. No, no love for the Blazers around here. Uh, let's move on to. Nope. Uh, San Antonio Spurs, who last year in what was considered, you know, a bad season for for the Spurs, they won 47 games. And after trading Kawhi Leonard for DeMar DeRozan, they are now projected by Vegas to went to hit 43 and a half games. Uh, Chief, what are the Spurs going to do this year? I, I, I th- I'm one of the school of thought that I think that the Kawhi for DeRozan trade is sort of a wash I mean obviously Kawhi on the bench doesn't do a damn thing but I think that DeRozan's going to play hard for him and he's uh, he's going to be capitalized by the the delicious Spurs coaching staff who has been able to teach everyone from a one-eyed Joe to damned if I know how to shoot so it's a it's a great coaching staff there and I think that uh the Spurs however they did lose Kyle Anderson they lost slow-mo they also yeah they bring back uh, they bring back uh, Lamarcus Aldridge. They did lose slow mo, and they lost Danny Green. So they lost two of their you know starters. Tony Tony Parker. Yeah, Chrissy yeah. And as they're kind of going to rely on Murray, Janante Murray, as their future point guard. So man, that's tough. Uh, I I just can't I can't say Greg Popovich is going to lose, uh, like lose that many games. So I think it's over. Yeah, I think I'll have to go over. Also, just because they won 47 last year, I don't see them being any worse off than they were last year with, you know, basically playing a man down and getting the production in DeRozan this year and Jakob as a pop. Ooh, don't forget about their draft pick, too. saying his name. Out of, out of Florida, Florida State. I always Lonnie? forget that kid's name. Yeah, Lonnie Lonnie's Walker? good, man. Uh, yeah, they say he's like the new Lonnie D-Wade. <laughs> Uh-oh. They added a Dante Cunningham, a, a very uh, capable role player. You know, not capable of doing a lot of good, but he's capable of not doing a lot of bad. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. you know, got Bellinelli. Bellinelli's total. Oh star. my gosh, yeah. So you're you're talking to three guys who have just experienced too much of the San Antonio system. I'm, I'm going over with them as well. I just I just don't see this team being worse than than the Kawhi-less Spurs of last year. Um, not a team that I may not be able to say the same for. The Timberwolves, who have been in turmoil all summer uh, after winning 47 games last year, are projected to come in right at 44 and a half. Bro Fesser, do you believe in the Timberwolves? Is this one of your pet, you know, your little secret teams you like to root on? Nah, I, I want to root for them, but I, I can't necessarily say that I do. So I. I'm thinking under on these guys. Uh, this is pretty close to what they – projection is pretty close to what they actually finished at last year, and I think that they'll be slightly worse this season. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out. Of, you're out on the, on the T-Wolves? The Timberwolves, baby. They're imploding from within. We've seen it before with companies like Apple. You cannot sustain if divided you are within. 
I'm, Apple's doing well, are they not? Yeah, but eventually, they, once upon a time, they sucked. <laughs> Yeah, no, come on. Talk about like, bro, watch, bro, read, read Wikipedia, bro. I mean, come on. You got Steve Jobs and Wozniak go doing battle, trying to figure out who has credit for what, what was eventually the, uh, the Mac. Come on, man. Do your your research. Be learning. Yeah, I I think it's too much turmoil. I think they're going to end up trading some pieces, and I just don't think they'll be able to overcome that uh, this season. So I'm going with the under on the Timberwolves as well. Um, we have the team who finished just ahead of the T-Wolves last year, the New Orleans Pelicans, who won 48 games last year. Of course, lost DeMarcus Cousins to the Warriors, lost Rajon Rondo to the Lakers. Um, I feel like they, they might have lost some other pieces as well, but they do bring back Anthony Davis. I mean, any way you want to slice it, one of the best players in the NBA. Um, just a remarkable skill set. They got Drew Holiday who played well last year, had like really, probably his best uh, year of his career, it seemed like, um, and, which was good to see from him, a guy who had battled injuries. Then they added Julius Randle, uh, Alfred Payton. They still got Meritick after trading for him last year, after he got knocked out by Bobby Portis. They signed uh, Memphian, Ian Clark. I think they re-signed him. Um, yeah, that's right. I, shout, out, shout out Ian Clark. I, I, I'm I'm not believing in the Pelicans team. I think losing losing Boogie and Rondo is too much. So I'm going I'm going under on the Pelicans as well. I like the Pelicans. Yeah, I'm going so. over. Uh, I, I I think they really caught a lot of steam once Boogie went down. He didn't play the whole season, and I'm not saying that made him better, but they definitely played really well in the playoffs. They they swept the Blazers. Uh, they they looked good and they, they started to get a lot of confidence in themselves. I think that's key here. Julius Randle's a plus. I think he's a beneficial addition to this roster. I think he fits in. Drew Holiday, Anthony Davis kind of reminded me of kind of a, a Mike Conley and Marcus all finding their stride and confidence in the playoffs. I mean, obviously Anthony Davis is arguably the best player in the league. He's already got confidence, but the way they played together was a really good sign. Elf is a serviceable starting point guard. I think he'll get people involved. Uh, I guess he'll play along with Drew Holiday. Don't know how they'll do that, or maybe he'll be a backup. I think they're over, man. I just can't bet against a healthy Anthony Davis. He's a monster. And now they've started to add pieces around. They remind me a lot of the Grizzlies as they were just entering those playoff years. And if they can keep the pieces there, Tony I think they Allen, get better. You know, that's what Tony Allen said last year when he when he signed with New Orleans. Yeah, I believe in him. Uh, and I believe a healthy Anthony Davis can take you places that you know maybe the rest of the roster would not necessarily dictate. Can you believe Anthony Davis has played 75 games two years in a row? It's wild. Doesn't no, like it really that. doesn't. I just expect him to not play, you know? Right. He's actually he's actually played over 60 games every year. Wow. It sure seems like he's playing like 20 and 30 some seasons. But anyway, I'm going to go under on the Pellies. I don't think that uh, Peyton and Randall account for the loss of Rondo and Boogie. All right, so Chief, let's get into the Denver Nuggets. Uh, they had 46 wins last year, projected for an increase this year at 47 and a half. You, you, do you believe in the Nuggets? I don't feel like you do. I, I want to believe in the Nuggets. They have a lot of interesting pieces, man. I, I like the Joker a lot. Uh, Nikola Jokic, kind of the, the heir apparent to Marcus All, intelligent player, uh, big man that can kind of do it all. So I, I respect that. Michael Porter Jr., draft pick, not sure if he's going to play this year. And no one really knows. He's not necessarily been cleared. If he can even give him any minutes, that'd be obviously very valuable. 
Isaiah Thomas is a big addition, though. If Isaiah, if Isaiah IT can get back to playing that Boston ball again, that's to me the the situation. That's to me either whether he's the X factor here, and uh, Jamal Murray obviously is, and Gary Harris are a great one too. Don't forget Will Barton off the bench, and Paul Millsap. They have a really interesting roster, man, and I feel like they always underachieve. So that's why I have to pick the under because they've done nothing to disappoint me with their talent. So I can't logically pick the over here. Yeah, I, I like Trey Lyles, Mason Plumlee. They they got a pretty stout front court. They got Malik Beasley, somebody they're trying to groom. Uh, Juan Hernan Gomez, Jamal Murray. I mean, they got a lot of players I like. Um, I, I think this is the year Denver breaks through and, and kind of edges ahead of the Pelicans, the T-Wolves. Uh, maybe be right there with the Spurs, edge ahead of the Blazers. So I'm going over for Denver. Um, yeah, what about you, bro? I got um going under because I think that they'll probably finish right about where they finished last season with the Porter being kind of up in the air and a lot of the roster staying the same. I think that their win total, I don't think it will increase. It'll just stay roughly about the 46. So it'll be right on that teetering on that line. Yeah. I saw Porter said he, uh, he expects to be on the court at the start of the NBA season. I don't know if he meant on the court as in playing or like that's when he was going to be like back on the court working out. So like sitting on the court. (laughs) Technically, if you're on the bench, your feet touch the court. I was saying Eddie Eddie Murphy gift right now, Eddie Murphy gift. So he he left it pretty (laughs) open. So that'll be interesting to see. Hopefully he can get healthy and um, show why he was once a top talent. Um, just ahead of the Nuggets, we have the new look Los Angeles Lakers, uh, projected coming in at 48 and a half wins up from their 35 wins last year. That's what happens when you add LeBron James, uh, professor, what, what do you think the Lakers are going to do? Can they hit 50 wins? I think they'll hit 50 wins. I, I think that all the roster overhaul and Beasley, you know, born ready, McGee, JaVale McGee, Braun, Rondo, Morris Wagner. And if a healthy Lonzo who missed 30 games last year, I think that crew is going to be a very, I think they're going to come with some really interesting uh, roster and uh, lineups and kind of be very confusing for teams, at least initially. And they're going to rack up some wins. I think they're going to be top four in the West. Okay. Okay. I, I agree with you. Um, you know, LeBron James is the best basketball player in the world, and he's just going to make everyone you mentioned better. Uh, I'm excited to see these young guys continue to grow mixed in with the old vets. I, I'm going over. I, I think they'll be top four. I actually have them slotted in at four right now. Um, I, I think they can get, you know, 50, 52, 53 wins, uh, 55 if things are going well. Um, what, what do you think, Chief? Over, over, over. Crown the king. It's disrespectful to have him winning less than 50 games. He won 50 games last year with that fucking Cavs roster that was ass. So it's... You mean the best roster ever assembled. I'll never forget it, Slim. Hey, rap. Bum laugh. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I said it. (laughs) Well, yo, here's the thing. Also, uh, Josh Hart uh, had a graphic designer design an image of all the Lakers as office characters. And uh, it's fucking hilarious. If you haven't seen it, Josh Hart's gym, and uh, he made Coos Dwight, which I thought was really funny. <laughs> Just the decisions he made was like, and he had to have picked out who he wanted them all to be. 
uh, and Lonzo's Ryan, the douchey character. It's just really funny to, to yep. look at it and see who he picks. So uh, I thought, you know, that was really good. seems like they're clowning on each other on Instagram. So it seems like they've already got pretty good team camaraderie, and LeBron's only going to make that better. I think he's a big team camaraderie guy. And so I think it's going to be a really fun locker room, and they're going to win a lot of games, and uh, Lake Show's back. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what they do. It's going to be a fun, to- fun times in Los Angeles. Um, projected at 48.5 with the Lakers are the Utah Jazz, who won 48 games last year. Of course, they returned Donovan Mitchell, uh, Rudy Gobert, Joe Ingles, uh, Ricky Rubio, who kind of felt like he had a breakout year uh, after all the after yeah. all the struggling years in Minnesota. They still got Derek Favors, Dante Exum, um, you know Jay Crowder. They got in the trade from Cleveland. Uh, I I don't think Utah can can win forty eight games again. I, I'm going the under. I'm just I know they're built on defense and, and all that, but I just. I, I don't see them repeating what they did last year. Uh, I'm not a fan of Utah, really, this team, kind of how it's constructed. I just – they don't scare me. So I'm going the under on that. Same, same. I'm under two. You forgot they added Grayson Allen, uh, who could be the saving grace if he trips everyone <laughs> to death. But uh, I uh, – I mean, is, is there a better <laughs> fit uh, no. for Grayson Allen than to go to Utah? Did, what, no. Did it, what, did anyone else have him on their draft board? I mean, was, was, we should we should have known he was going to Utah the whole way. Yeah, Utah had him in, in with every pick they had. They just had Grayson Allen, Allen's name written there with like a erasable <laughs> marker. So he's like on their board like four different times. Uh, it's wild. Yeah. So I, they take a step back, man. Like here's the thing: last year they lose, you know, their best player to the Celtics. And they add Donovan Mitchell, who no one knew was going to be what he is. They they didn't. No one knew how to scheme against them because Donovan Mitchell came out of left field like a lightning bolt. And this year, it's not going to be the same. I mean, they know who they need to stop. And when I say they, I mean opposing coaches. They're going to scheme for Donovan Mitchell. They're going to make everything uncomfortable for him. He's not used to that. And uh, and they're going to scheme for people like Joe Ingles. You know, the scorers on this team, and make it really difficult for them to get in their spots and get comfortable. I just can't see Donovan Mitchell getting better this year. I just think he has to take a step back, and I think the Jazz go as he goes. So, under. Yeah, I don't think that the addition of Grayson Allen is going to move the needle any. I don't think it's worth uh, that half game that they're predicted to win over uh, the 48 that they won last year. So, I think they will backslide slightly, if not moderately, depending on if they lose any of those main characters that we just talked about so i would i definitely think that's an under yeah i mean last year was a weird year in the western conference you know everybody was kind of bunched up for the blazers to finish as high as they did and uh you know everyone thought okc had such a bad season and they ended up with the four seed uh it was just a weird year in the western conference to me you know it wasn't like the all the 55 win teams that we kind of had grown accustomed to over the previous years before that um, but speaking of OKC, who had 48 wins last year and lost Carmelo Anthony or got rid of, however you want to look at it, uh, of course they bring back Westbrook and Paul George, Stephen Adams, um, kind of their big three. They'll also be getting back Andre Roberson, who was injured most of last year, um, definitely most like the end of last year. Then they added Dennis Schroeder from Atlanta. They still got Abrines, who can shoot it. Um, still got Raymond Felton, who 
weirdly played really <laughs> well for them. <laughs> uh, so how are you feeling about? Oh, and they got a. TLC, the, the the what is he French guy from Philly? Who I like him. I think he, I think he's going to be a big pickup for them. Uh, but Chief, you think they're the okay the Thunder are going to win fifty one games or no? Man, no, I don't think they will. Uh, I, I who's there? Okay, you got Russ, Paul George, Roberson, and Stephen Adams for sure. They're four starters. Who takes Melo's place? Probably uh, Patrick Patterson. I think. I think he no, he was. I mean, in, in, you could have That's Schroeder there. You could have TLC there. I don't think Schroeder starts. I think he comes off the bench. I think you could he, have Jeremy uh, they, Grant there who filled in like for Roberson. Yeah, I think they kind of want to, like, solve the problem of Russ when he's on the bench. They can't score a damn point. So I think Schroeder might try to be that guy. And not that he's, like, a scorer, but he's more of, like, a facilitator. I don't know. I I really don't understand the, the Schroeder fit. I will say, shouts to Sam Presti for always finding a way to – get rid of what seems like a bad asset and get something new. We've seen him do this time and time again, and it's always impressive to me. He he always seems to make the, a pretty good move. But, uh, man, I don't know. Like They got a they got a – what's his name who lost all the money to? Uh, did, didn't re-sign in Dallas and uh, played for Philly like a number – Nerland's Noel. Nerland's Noel. They've got him yeah, as well. Yeah, I think he's going to have to earn a spot. There's kind of this presumption that he's just going to be the backup center, but, like, also – he hadn't done a damn thing, you know? I know yeah. he's been on kind of weird teams and stuff, but I, you can't put all the, on the teams on the, all the blame on the teams. But I, yeah. I'd say under, under is my pick. Uh, I, think that, I don't think Carmelo was actually that bad for them. Uh, I know he wasn't as good as they wanted him to be, but he wasn't just such a net negative. He wasn't good on defense, but I don't think they add someone in that spot that is going to do what he did and play such better defense. It's a game changer. I mean, who, who shoots threes in their starting lineup besides Paul George? I, I I just don't think they're going to be able to score. Defense is going to be good. I don't think they can score or win over 50 games. What do you think, bro? Yeah, I got I got them at under also for you guys covered that one in nauseum. So moving to the Rockets. Hey, I didn't get to who, say my pick. <laughs> whoa, bro. Whoa. Dude, Chief just – I thought Chief was speaking for all of us. I don't know. It just – Hell so, no. Such in-depth analysis whoa. there. I, you know, I don't be- – I don't bet got? against Russell Westbrook, man. I'm taking the over. I think this team's going to be better than last year. Uh, Westbrook and George in year two, and also more of Steven Adams. I think that's kind of what makes the team better without Melo is more Steven Adams uh, involved in the offense, passing, screening, just doing more. Um, and I think he's earned that, um, and that's kind of what made OKC good two years ago. So I, I think OKC is going to be the three seed, and I'm taking the over on that 50 and a half. Sounds like a plan. Well, Sam. okay then. Hey, man. <laughs> well, that's just like my so... opinion, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we got the Rockets next, who uh, were kind of took the league by storm last year and won 65 games. This year, you know, Vegas has them taking almost a 10-game 10, 10 step back and got their totals at 54-and-a-half. Professor, you seem like you wanted to chime in a second ago, so go ahead. Tell us what you think about Houston. So Oklahoma City, I really think about them is no. So Rockets, <laughs> uh, I I don't think that they're ten games worse than last year. I think that one's pretty easy. You know, gonna go with the over. I think we've talked about it on Twitter a little bit. How do Mello and James Ennis, the new additions to their roster, kind of fit in? You know, Mello can get buckets, which is this is a very free flowing 
jack them up Houston offense that Melo might fit right into. And then also Ennis can play a role that's a little more free-flowing, whereas when he was at Memphis or Detroit, not so much. And with, he'll get his three-point attempts up, and that might help him get into a rhythm because he shoots a pretty good percentage, mid-30s, I believe, but not not too many attempts per game. But he'll definitely increase his attempts with Houston. So I think they'll hit over the 54-and-a-half that Vegas has him at. Over, most, over, over. That most improved player, James Ennis. <laughs> Future. Well, well, you get into Is that. that no, bro. He's, he's saying he's going to be that this year. No fucking way. No. Uh, <laughs> Ennis the Menace was not most improved player last year. What, what, what did he improve? I was like, what? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> make, it, make an espresso at home? Definitely not last year. I was like, he, he left and I didn't hear anything else about uh, yeah. him. He's, right, my, so, he's my early season pick, though. Go ahead, Chief. Uh, I, got, I got over <laughs> easy. I mean, over easy hook. Uh, so I like I like Melo on this team. Although he's expected to be catch and shoot Melo again, like he was in OKC, and that didn't necessarily work out to the degree that they wanted him to. They wanted him to be Olympic Melo. You know, just play your role. However, this team, the Rockets have two arguably the two best passers in the league, and James Harden and Chris Paul. They know how to find their guys, know how to find them in the spots they like. And it seems like they've Melo really bought in to the. You know, I know him and Chris Paul are boys. They're Banana Bow brothers. So we'll see how that goes. And they, they keep the roster the same otherwise. And they do add Ennis, who, if there is a system that he can achieve his potential in, it is the Ross, uh, the Rockets. So we'll see. I just don't know. That's another situation where, like, Vegas must know something we don't. Ten losses, that's a huge difference. Or they just really hate Mello. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, what do you think, Slim? Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of had the Rockets penciled in to t- take, like, an eight-game step back, but not, not this big. And I thought that I was being harsh. Um, but I, I think they'll hit this over, you know, 55, 56, 57 wins. I think that's expected from Houston this year. Um, you know, I, I, we all worried about the fit with Chris Paul and Harden last year, and that they proved us completely wrong. So, so I'm pretty sure that those guys can do anything um, except stay healthy in the playoffs uh, or win a game, <laughs> win, win a game seven. Um, but, you know, other than that, <laughs> I think they'll be great in the regular season. Um, is, Harden, is Harden the best, like, team guy? I mean – We've seen different guys come on this team and all get better. And, like, in, in, despite all of us thinking, like, oh, I don't know if it'll work, is Harden low-key, like, second to LeBron in terms of that? I'm not ready to go that far, but I don't have anyone off the top of my head that I can make an argument with. Um, maybe maybe it's – Could it be – Is it actually Chris Paul? Could it be D'Antoni? Yeah, I mean, that, all that plays a part, but – I don't know. Like the everyone that plays I mean, for the Rockets did, has like their career he year. He definitely didn't make Dwight Howard better. <laughs> like, let's yeah, not forget that. that. That's like three years ago. So yeah, uh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but the, is Dwight Howard able to be not trash? <laughs> that's the question. But yeah, I, I don't know. Trash. Uh, but <laughs> I saw James Harden was in another like strip club altercation this weekend. So the, the, as a person, I hate him. As a player, he's great. <laughs> Uh, gosh, yeah, he's a piece, tough of, piece of shit as a person. He really um, needs but, to uh, stop, uh, get off that uh, the strip club hang, man. He's uh, he's kind of getting old. You know, it's time to get get married. You know, start that family, bro. Yeah, man, you're getting too old for that. Get you some cheeks to come over to the house and uh, you know take care of your business and then <laughs> hang out with your boys, and grill burgers and shit. Like, come on now, <laughs> you're almost thirty. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, Grow up, dude. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, and we got we got we got one final team in the Western Conference, and that is of course the Golden State Warriors, who finished second in the regular season, um, but of course went on to win the NBA championship. They had 58 wins in the regular season last year, um, putting them well behind the Rockets. Vegas has them their their win total at 62 and a half. Uh, I think. It's over, you know. Last year, I think if they stayed healthy, they still would have been the number one seed. Um, they they add to Marcus Cousins and lose what like Javale McGee, and that's about it. So I, I'm taking the over. I think this team is going to be better, uh, but it wouldn't surprise me if 58 or 59 wins is the most wins that we see in the West this year. So it could be uh, you know an under, but they still are number one. But I'm going over. You have to pick over on talent. I agree, but I think it goes with whatever they need to do to get the number one seat. I think they just want to get that this year so they can just ensure better matchups going forward. Not that, you know, the West is definitely a buzzsaw, but I think they're going to do whatever they got to do to get the number one seat. If that's over 62 and a half, whatever, if it's not, whatever, but I've still got to pick the over. I think at some point, it might be this year, if they can stay healthy, they're going to make another run at like an insane regular season. Uh, I think that, you know, when they had the personnel to do it, and I think that they're all kind of guys that like like the prestige of that, you know, having like a, oh, they won 75 games in an NBA season, you know, to topple that two seasons ago or three seasons ago, Dubs team, and now they've added Durant. So I could see them putting their heads together and going on some like 30-game winning streaks and kind of getting that national narrative back around them again after they were kind of forgotten most of last season in favor of like the Rockets. So I think it's a fuck y'all season from the Dubs. And it's a clear over 62 and a half. Yeah. I think that they're probably a 60 to 62 game team or win team because towards the end of the season, I think that they'll start to rest players, make sure that they can, you know, they're getting a little older. This is like the third or fourth year that they've been competing. So I think they're going to be as cautious or more cautious than they've ever been towards the end of the season. So I think slightly under. Okay, going against the grain. But we, we all think that they're going to win the NBA championship, correct? Yeah. Correct. All right, and just uh, before we go, I think if I, had, if I was going down to Tunica with you guys next weekend and I wanted to, to lay, down bets, on, lay mm. down bets on five, I think my, the bets I would feel safest with would be the Kings under, the Suns under, the Spurs over, the Timberwolves under and the Lakers over. Now you guys don't have to give give me any, but do you, do you have one that you really like, like you would go bet on? Is it the Grizzlies for y'all? Uh, my mine is the Houston. I think like there's no way they win less than 54 games with that with that uh, with that talent on the roster, unless they have some bizarre injuries. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, I think Memphis would be the one that I would be most confident in. I just believe in our boys. Yeah, big year uh, for the Grizz, right. man. Yeah, big I mean year, to man. see what they're like if they can come back and Mike and Mark can be even even like a shadow of themselves. It should be interesting, and I don't know what Triple J is going to do either, man. It's a it's the most perplexing season we've seen in a while, for sure. Oh, and uh, you know, quick plug: uh, Chief wrote the article about is Dylan Brooks actually good? And Chief, you want to share with us anything you found from that while you were writing that article? Yeah, man. So I got to do some deep dives in some of the advanced shooting metrics for Dylan Brooks. And, you know, the question is, he played a good season, but he, he you know, did play on a 22-win team and was kind of the third option. So is he a 
decent stats, bad team guy is what you're worried about in that scenario. And the answer is we really won't know until he plays on a good team that starts to win games. But he, he's got a lot of promising shooting metrics, one of which is that he shoots 40%, a little over 40% on catch-and-shoot threes, which is going to be his role going forward if, if the rest of the team's healthy. I mean, slow-mo uh, and Mike and Mark can all handle the ball. And Jaron Jackson Jr. has shown some degree of handling the ball and making very smart passes from the interior. So the point being, I think Dill Brooks is going to get a lot of catch-and-shoot opportunities. So if he can be like an eight-point-a-game, 40% from three guy that every now and then can create when there's uh, no other options, late shot clock, drive to the rim, and make a smart pass, which he's, we've seen him do, uh, I think he's a very, very colorable starting uh, two-guard in the league. Yeah, I think we're going to need more than eight points. But I, see, I, I agree with what you're saying. I'm excited to see him with some actual talent around him uh, and kind of running a real system instead of that freelance ball that we, we were basically had to play last year, you know, um, right. just the hand we were dealt. But, you, Professor, you got any closing remarks before we get out of here? No, just stay tuned to the barn burner. Um, we I got a, several new contributors, got a lot of content right now getting into several different seasons. Baseball is hot and heavy, getting into the playoffs. College basketball, football are heating up, recruiting. Ooh, a lot of stuff going on Barnes right on now. the rise, baby. Shout out to Barnburner Baker, our newest contributor. Going to talk some Packers football and some college football in general, as well as baseball. So we're excited to see more content from the Baker. Boys, it's always yes. a pleasure. Always, always. Appreciate you guys, uh, you know, taking your time out to be here tonight. Uh, shout out to Baker for joining the barn and go Braves, man. Ronald Acuna is on fire. We'll holler fire. at y'all later. Peace. Later. You feel a difference on grippy when I touch and hug you. Got one flower. I hold grudges. It's forever. Fuck you. Damn, I almost believe myself when I told you I love you. Telling what stories most likely he ain't do that.